You know when you're like trying to do something and then everybody decides this is the most convenient moment for me to try to text Sue. This, that is what is currently happening. My phone has blown up like eight times. But I, man, okay. I, I literally had something prepared and then, you know what? It just, you're like, I'm going to do this and you start setting it and you're like, this doesn't work out for me. I don't know what it is. Don't really do this right now. Actually, I'll take this step. Okay. But I I had this whole thing prepared and then I was like, I don't want to talk about this today. So I'm not going to because that's how I, I roll. But also, I literally spilled like almost an entire gallon of water on my Bible. And my Bible, if you've seen it, is more precious to me than literally cold. But I like I have so many like notes in the margins and I have like, highlighted things and just 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 like spilling water on it and I like started going through the pages then I spilled all my water on it and it's like the some of the highlighter like seeped through and I highlighted at one point in blue and like first Corinthians and then if you go all the way to Titus you can see it like all the way through I'm like I don't I don't know what to do and I'm not getting a new bible everybody keeps telling me to but I and literally, I want to have this Bible for my entire life because I think it'd be cool to get to the end of my life and be able to pass on this Bible that has been through history, right? Like, it, it can tell my story of every season of my life to generations to come. But I just, so I don't want to, like, chuck this Bible, especially when you're in your 20s. Like, I think that your Bible besides it being your rock, like it really does tell the story of your journey. And in Revelations, when it talks about we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, I really believe that the testimony comes from our word. It comes from what what we we get out of it, but as much as we pour into it too, in the way of like how we analyze it and how much time we take to just really understand what was written and what the instructions of this word is for our hearts, right? But I just, I'm like, I'm going to let my word be a testimony. I'm going to let my Bible be a testimony forever and ever and ever. But wouldn't that be cool if it went on for eternity? But it doesn't because I'm not that cool. But I, so I had this whole plan for this message and I was like, yeah, I'm going to preach on this, on identity. And then I literally spilled an entire gallon of water on my thing. And then I reread my notes and I hated it. So that's the life of people who preach. So I... But I, I did have a couple of questions that I woke up this morning and I saw my TikTok, so I thought that I would just answer those and that's going to be the episode for today. But one of the biggest questions that I got asked about was everybody talks about foundations and how God should be your foundation, but I don't understand how you make him your foundation. And to that person, honestly, I think sometimes the Christianese, like we just we get lost inside of it and we think everybody understands certain things. But I think that this is just the practical part of relationship with the father. And when I'm explaining foundation, I explain it as a house. What, how are you building your house? Right. You have the parable about the wise man built his house upon the, the rock and then the foolish man built his house upon the sand. Right. But what is your rock? What are you calling your rock? And for me, how I analyze foundation is this, right? Foundation is two steps. There's two things to the foundation of your hearts. 
And one is that it is rest upon the word of God. That whatever you do in life, that's great. But that your rock and your foundation always comes back to the truth of his word. Because his word is as living and active as it was the day that it was written. You you may not believe it, but I can actually give you testimony about the truth and, and the goodness that comes from his word, right? And how important it is for it to be your foundation. And I think that the word has kind of been supplemented to the back. It's kind of been taken and been like, yeah, that's okay. But what I've I've really watched is a body that went from like really being about the word, understanding the truth of the word and, and, and the beauty of it to becoming overly consumed with the spirit. And I believe that there is a balance in all of those things. And I think what we have is this, that we, we get to these places where we get really unbalanced, where we see something, we go, that's not really working, right? And we go, well, let's just do one part really heavily and then it'll all be balanced, but it's not how it works. I think as much as we we walk and we love his spirit, we need to also walk and love his truth of the word, right? And I think that the big the big thing that I would really say is hindering a generation and is really hindering literacy is is pastors who will preach from the word and teach the body and teach the sheep really to understand to to apply it to our lives i think a lot of people are kind of i don't want to say passive but i will say passive <laughs> but they're passive in in the idea and the understanding of why the word is so important and vital for our lives i think that we take a lot of other things and we hold it really high, but it seems like it's always when it comes to reading your Bible that that's where people struggle a lot. But I want to say this too, that's what's really funny to me. is like every time somebody comes to me and is like, Gabriella, I'm just struggling. Everything is a mess and I don't know what's going on. Literally, my sister laughs at me about this because I say it all the time. Like, I know somebody's going to come up to me and be like, I'm just really struggling and I'm literally the answer is going to be when's the last time you read your Bible? When's the last time you, you read your word? And every single time, every single time I, I, it's literally like, I like an FAQ for me at this point. Like I'm like, okay, we'll go read your Bible. And then they come back and they're like, Oh, I read my word and I feel so much better. I'm like, yeah, crazy, huh? Like, it's why it is the foundation. It's why it's so vital to our relationship with God is that the word is is what will keep you grounded. The word is what will keep you going when it's hard. And I'm going to be honest, there are times and there are moments where I don't want to open up my Bible, where I don't feel like doing it. But those are the moments where I push down my flesh and I choose him anyways. Those are the moments where I go, okay, this is what is vital and important. Just as important as working out and eating healthy is that is just the word is just as important it's the same thing it is a daily practice that we need to be stepping into and we shouldn't take the word and go somebody else should explain it to me no we need to understand it for ourselves if you don't understand your word you will never ever understand when there is a wolf in sheep's clothing you will never understand really what's being preached or talked about why because you're not understanding the word for yourself you're just living off of somebody else's faith. 
off of somebody else's relationship and it'll never work. But the other side to the foundation, how do you build a foundation, right? Besides your word, prayer, is this, is identity. Identity is the key to your foundation. When you understand who you are, who the Father has made you to be, this relationship is a different ballgame. This relationship completely shifts and changes because you're no longer going to the Father with these questions of like, even there, right? What's, what's going on, right? You're not coming with those things. You're coming in with, hey, I'm your daughter. I know who I am. And like, this is the season that we're in. And the way that you speak to him, the way that you build relationship is different when you know you are rooted in him, when you know who he has made you to be as a son and a daughter. The day that I figured out, not even that I figured out, it's the day that I, I actually came into realization in my heart that I am a daughter of a king. Everything shifted in my life. Authority shifts, right? You're no longer walking around passive. You're walking around in authority because you know who you are. You know there is a crown set upon your head. You know you are a son or a daughter of a king. Therefore, you walk different. That identity key is so important. Have you ever wondered why the enemy attacks your identity so much? Because he knows if he can get you off balance and question who you are, why God did this, or does God even care, or any of those things, right? Or, or who, how God looks at you, right? Or how much love he has for you. That is love abounds again and again and again for you. He can get you to question those things. He knows he can keep you in bondage. Because people who know who is fighting for them never worry about the fight. I'll say it again. When you know that a king is fighting on your behalf, you are not worried. You are seated at the table. And you're sitting there and you're laughing and you're having a good time because you're not worried about the battle. He's got that. But that, that is what identity does. Identity takes you out of you inwardly dwelling to you going, I don't need to worry about that because I'm secure in who he is. And identity translates even over to when you read your word. You read your word differently. You look at things differently. When I read the Old Testament, my favorite half of the Bible, um, I I just, I look at it differently. I look at it more as like, okay, God, what were you trying to teach your people? What was the love in your heart? Like a lot of people like to look at the Old Testament and go, man, God's so angry. God's this, God's that. And I'm going, oh, he's being a father. He's being a father. And that's what life looked like before Jesus. And I get the beauty of the other half of that, right? I get the beauty of drinking from wells that were dug well before I was even thought of. So I just, I think that the biggest thing that I could explain this all down to is that the foundation is identity in your word. If you're rested upon those two things, if you understand that your identity is found in him and that your word, that when you're rooted in his word, everything shifts your relationship's going to flourish. You're going to grow. I, I, I always think of it in this way, right? 
when you think of professional athletes, they always say, right, always remember the fundamentals. You always go back to the fundamentals. And that's the basis of foundation. If you can understand, you always come back to the fundamentals of, I'm a daughter of a king. I'm a son of a king. I'm rooted in his word. You're picking up your Bible daily. You're praying daily. You're spending time with him, even when it's weird, when it's uncomfortable, when it's hard. Shifts. Everything's different. But that's just, I talked about that for a minute, but foundations are just so vital to your relationship with God. It's, you, you can't go anywhere without it. You really can't. I'm just saying. But um, I'm trying to read this question. Does that say what is a good age to start dating? Is that what that says? Sorry, I like like my I only have like one contact in because I I just can't find my other contact. But I also didn't want to walk and get any contact, so here we are. But I okay, I I think I read that correct. I think yeah, okay. I got the okay that I, I read that correctly. But I when is a good time to start dating? Really? I just can I be so real? I, I it doesn't matter. I I literally don't care. I mean, unless you're like literally a child, do not start dating when you're like nine years old because that's crazy. What what are you gonna do? Like run to the swings together? But I just I really just don't care. I don't think it's a big deal when you start dating. Here's my here's my rules. I would guess I would say right. If you're like, man, I want to start dating, my one or two questions to you would be this. Do you know who you are in the Father, and is your relationship really healthy? If you're, like we just talked about foundation, if your foundation is stable, and you know who you are in Christ, you know why he put you on this earth, like, you're all set, go for it. Because you're not going to be out here yearning for a love that is trying to satisfy you or sustain you because you're not finding it in him. You're not looking for something to fulfill the blank space. You already found it. So go. I literally, like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I know some people are like, well, you should wait until you're 18. Well, you should wait until da da da. There's a lot of people I know, honestly, and pastors and just things like that that would say that. But I honestly just believe this. Like, is your foundation rooted in him? Do you, are you reading your word daily? Are you earnestly seeking after the father and do you know who he has made you to be and how much he loves you and why he put you here great go find somebody that can help you run a little bit faster like i just i don't know i get this question a lot from like middle schoolers and they're like when can i start dating and then i always say that and their faces all drop because i'm like you don't read your bible every day huh? and they're like no like I just I really I just don't care like I'm like yo just figure out who you are figure out why he has you here if you can find all your purpose in him and your identity in him relationships look different I have so many friends that they're they literally like they have guys that ask them out but they're like nah and it's not because they're just like picky or like those things they just know who God has made them to be and they're like that's not his best for me you don't allow in anything when you know who you are when you're understanding that you are a daughter of a king relationships look differently you don't just say yes to anybody you go, 
Do you know who I Do you know who calls me his? Do you actually look at me with the same amount of honor that he does? I don't think so. I'm going to go about my business. That's just, that's it. Just, so that's my answer. If you're not delving deep in a relationship with him, you're not, you don't have that figured out. You don't have identity figured out. Do not try to date anybody because all you're going to do is mess them up. Like, that's like real. Like, all you're going to do, there's so many people that I'm like, why are you, all you're going to, like, I think that there are people that like, they could be great together if you gave time for foundation and then you date. I think the waiting is really hard. I think we always want to take things into our hands. But I really do believe that I'm like, I'm like looking around, I'm going, I don't think we have a lot of foundation. So, all right. What is this? Look at me do this again with the contact. <laughs> what does that say? How do you know when oh maturity can I speak into maturity yeah uh, maturity is I wish that I could be like these are this is how you know someone is mature right like I think communication is a great sign of maturity I also think ownership like when you mess up things those are great signs of maturity but that's also coming from like me as a leader but I think that I've been thinking about maturity a lot and I I think that it's this right everybody thinks maturity comes at a certain age like you hit 25 and you're just like the most mature person and and maturity keeps growing from there right actually I don't agree with that I think that maturity comes with inward growth I think maturity comes with ownership with accountability with honor and respect I think maturity comes from failing and owning your failures and and growing from that I just I've just realized that a lot of people think maturity is like a certain age or that because this person's a certain age they're mature but what I really realized is that age has nothing to do with maturity nothing I think that we have a lot of very immature people and I'm trying to say this so respectfully I think that we have a lot of immature people that believe that because of their age, they're mature and they can handle certain things. And it's not true. It's just not true. I've had many a conversation where I go, wow, maturity did not happen. And it really is something that takes acknowledgement. It takes understanding. I, I mean, understanding seasons, understanding who you are, understanding really hardship i i really do believe that it comes from growth right like when jesus talks about um bearing fruit sorry i literally just like blanked on that but bearing fruit right i I, that's also can correlate to maturity that in the midst of that in the growth you have to you have to take things and you have to be honest about things and in order to grow in order for the fruit to turn good, in order for it to be something that people will want to eat, it it has to have accountability and ownership. You don't grow without failure, and you don't grow without accountability. So 
I don't know if that's really what you wanted the answer to be, but that is the answer that I have. So that's what you're getting today. All right. This is the last question because I actually have to do like 15 more things today. That LSAT prep is killing me right now. But what? Wait, what does that say? How am I struggling to read? I am struggling to read today. This is crazy. Just crazy to me. I am struggling to read. I need to like give my nieces down here to be like, that's what the question says. Uh, their voices, they're still like still, well, one of them still has like a cute little voice and the other one's like nine, which really means I'm 18 and I've refused to be a child anymore. But what does that say? Okay. Oh no, I didn't want to do that one. Is that bad that I didn't want to do that? Somebody asked me about the end times. I don't want to talk about the end times. I don't, I don't know. Like, here's here's my. Here, I'll give you a small basis of theology for you, right? Here's my theology on the end times. Ready? Grew up in the Left Behind era, you know. Grew up with that. I don't even remember what that one movie was called, but it was like super intense. And they had like I'll never forget. It was like it was always like really dark. It was like black and like blue, kind of like lighting all the time. And they had like a guillotine and they were like killing people. And I just remember that scarring me for life. But my my theology on Left Behind is this, right? For a really long time, I was dead scared. I was like, I'm going to get left behind. I need to get saved every single night because I am not about to get stuck here with the rest of you sinners. That's literally where my heart was. It was not healthy. But I, I also am like, ugh. But I, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not somebody that's like studying this deeply. If he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's where I'm at. I'm like, you know what, God? You want to take me out of here? You want to rapture us? I don't know if that's even biblical. I don't know. I don't really understand the end time. You want to rapture us? Go for it, right? Like, I know that when that trumpet blows, I get to fight. That's all that I really know, guys. Like, that's going to be a great day for me. But I... I don't know. Honestly, you want end times theology and, and prophecy, like, I'm not the girl. I'm not the girl that's going to sit here and be like, when the third trumpet sounds, you better run. Like, that's just never going to be me. But it would be kind of funny if that was me, though. I have really thought about, like, how fun it would have been to be, like, a TBN preacher in, like, the 80s, you know? Seemed real peak at that point. But that's just, like, my own personal thoughts on that. Okay, last question. Sweet, you found it. Awesome. Yes. Okay, how do you know? How do you know if somebody's prophetic word is actually true? Okay, I wow, that's actually a really great question. I I would say this, right? You always test it against the word. You always test it against the word. As somebody that walks in a prophetic anointing, I would say this, that any word that I give, I always make sure before I even give it, that it correlates to scripture. And one really cool thing that Holy Spirit does whenever he's giving me words for people is before that, before it will even happen, the Holy Spirit will urge me to like read a certain part of the Bible. 
like he'll be like hey go look up this scripture and then like i'll be reading the scripture about love or like or hope right and and all of a sudden like i'm like okay like reading this praying meditating on it and i'll put it down and i'll go back to worshiping or praying or whatever i'm doing and then the the holy spirit will be like hey i want you to go give a word to blah 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 and it and every time i give a word it always correlates back to the scripture and i'm like okay that is a big i've heard a lot of words get given and i'm like where is that like that is nowhere to be found and how i was taught was really that if if it does not test true against his word it can't be true because it's not the word will never contradict itself the spirit is not going to contradict the living word of god if the Trinity is perfect, right? They're working in perfect harmony, right? You have Father, Spirit, Son. Why would the Spirit go against the Father? It doesn't work. Perfect harmony no longer works. So when it comes to the prophetic giftings, prophetic anointing, prophetic words that are spoken to you, test it against the Word. And there's nothing wrong with There is nothing wrong with that. God's not going to go, man, she just doesn't believe. No, he's going to go, I love that my daughter wants to make sure that this is my heart for her, that my son is making sure these are the words that I am actually speaking. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think in today's day and age, here's where we're at, right? We have a lot of false preachers. Like we have a lot of false prophets. We have a lot of people just speaking to speak. Everybody is in this weird thing in, where it's like this, everybody's opinion is important and I'm not trying to be mean we don't always need your opinion. Like everybody's opinion doesn't need to be given. There's wisdom in keeping your mouth shut sometimes. There's wisdom in that. I just think that because everybody's trying to say something, everybody's trying to get notoriety, everybody's trying to get fame above him. Like, let's actually be honest about it, that more people want to bring people unto themselves than unto him. That's why a lot of the words that they give have something to do with with your selfishness or with you giving something to them or making sure that you praise them like honestly really good prophets will give you a word and walk away and go love you so much and walk about their business they don't need you to praise them. they just love the obedience of obeying the father i i'm being so real because for me personally when i give words i love giving words to people i love helping people their journey i love that the holy spirit would honor me with that gift right but i don't and I'm, I'm being so real with you that honor is enough for me i don't need anything else i don't need you i don't need you to like put money in my pocket anybody that's trying to tell you you need to put money in their pocket because they gave your prophetic word is a false prophet but i just think that today's age where everything is like you really got to test it. you really got to test it. And some people that run with that, um, what's that saying? Like, uh, take the meat, spit out the bones, right? With that. And I, at some certain points, yeah, that's fine. But I just like, I'm like, I think it's, I think we're just at that point where it's a little bit too tricky now where I'm like, you either take the whole thing or you leave it. I think that's just personally me. I'm not spitting out the bones. I'm just, I'm saying I'm not lukewarm in this, you know? That's, I hope I answered your question well, like, just test it against the word of God. That is the best thing you could do, honestly. So, um, 
that's all I have today. I hope you guys have a good one. I know they're literally running. It's disgusting. Why do I know this name? But I'll see you guys next week.